Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not Real Art, the podcast with your man, Man One. And you're the man. Mr. X. Mr. X. Mr. X and Man One today. So I was in San Francisco. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Went to the um, San Francisco art market there. Um, okay. San Francisco art market. What is that? Well, it's a fair. Okay. Yet again, another fair. Yeah. And uh, it was it was interesting. I mean, you know, my assessment is that, you know, there's this sort of tier of art fairs that seem to cater to what we'll call, you know, new buyers or new collectors. Sure. Okay. Um, there were, I don't know, I mean, I guess I have it written down somewhere, but um, 50-some galleries, you know? Okay. Give or take. How big was the was the venue? Um, fifty thousand square feet. Okay, maybe. Yeah, you know. Um, and I gotta say, I wasn't that impressed. Right. Uh, felt like a lot of the art, on some level, was derivative. Mm-hmm. You know, not wholly original. Recycled. Kind of well, just <laughs> motifs and metaphors and right. elements and you know, like that just you've seen before, you know, or just being plagiarized. I mean, I, I you know to say plagiar to say it was plagiarized. Sorry, to say it was plagiarism. Yeah, is probably not fair, but um, you know, nothing new under the sun. But I just I I wasn't seeing a whole lot of kind of new. What right. struck me as new thinking. Was there sales? Sales seem to be, um, well, let me put it this way. It was a well-attended show. Okay. Right. There were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason I was there was to support um, Link Talon, who's a, a painter. He doesn't consider himself an artist, by the way. He considers himself a painter. Oh, really? Um, out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've known Link for 20 years. And he's an architect, builder, but he studied art. Mm-hmm. So he's been painting his whole career. But he has a gallery out of New York that sells his work. Yeah. And they had a booth there. He sold four paintings. His oh, wow. That's awesome. Price points are somewhere between three and $7,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll tell you. It's like, look, I'm a painter. This is decor. You know, he's not, mm. he's not, he doesn't think of his art or his work as art. He thinks of it as more decor than art, um, which is an interesting yeah. conversation. You know? It's funny because the other day I got labeled as a painter and I changed it to artist. Who labeled you as a painter? This um, conference that I'm attending. Um, but why would you want to limit yourself to a painter? Well, I can't speak for Link, but I've known Link long enough that I sort of my understanding that he has high regard for artists, mm-hmm. you know, 
But he's also an architect, you said? And yeah, he studied architecture. He studied, he studied architecture and art in college. Yeah, that's weird. And, um, it's interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, part of, his, you know, part of his strength is also his weakness, and that is he's, he's um, sought after as an um, architect and a builder mm-hmm. doing residential homes. And doing award-winning stuff. I mean, he's you know yeah. he's been in Architecture Digest. He's been you know, um, but he's got this whole other side of himself where he loves painting as a studio and wow. And uh, you know, I'm proud of him because I've seen him. I remember when he was doing still life with pears and apples, right? Or whatever, right? You know? Right. And um, to see his evolution, um, and in fact. You know, 10 years ago, whatever it was, he started doing this whole study around circles and spheres and, and that work has evolved into this whole new, like line, you know, body of work that he's now selling. And what is it more abstract? <clears throat> yeah. More abstract, yeah. more evocative, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so do you think his, his, his clients or his collectors, um, I mean, it's just, it's just, like you said, home decor, like they're just trying to beautify their space or do they actually love what they're seeing i mean yeah no i think i know i think they really i think his work resonates yeah i think they're spending you know three four five six thousand dollars because they really love the work right um but i think he's very careful to uh maybe he's more too conservative yeah you know to 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 come out as an artist Hmm. he sort of goes out of his way to say no i'm a i'm a painter wow okay um but so it was you know i'm proud of him yeah. Glad to see the show went well for him. It was great to support him and hang out with him. Um, but the whole art fair thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, well, A, it's been a growing segment of the marketplace, right, for the last 10 years. More and more fairs, more and more cities. Mm-hmm. But yet, it seems like it's kind of, the trend is going downwards now based on some of the things that, I mean, heck, you sent me an article the other day that, yeah. Now people are saying it's not worth it. I mean, because if you're a gallery, it's freaking expensive, dude. <clears throat> yeah, it's expensive, especially if you're a big time gallery. You right. know, just imagine what it, if you're going to sell a painting for a hundred grand. Let's just throw a number out. Imagine what it takes logistically to get a hundred thousand dollar painting from like the the West Coast shipped and hung, right? You know, to the East Coast, sure. and that's just one painting. You know, just logistically, um, and then just the the you know prices of all that stuff, and then to see if it sells. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, some of the galleries, right? I mean, some are bigger than others, whatever. But I mean, if you're a like most galleries, small business, you know, or a uh, you know, I mean, it's that that kind of cost is huge. Well, that's why they've had so many art fairs now you know that's why everyone's doing the the different smaller fairs right because mm-hmm. there's all these um smaller galleries um independent dealers who um you know can't compete at the big giant art fairs but um you know but are people coming to those are people buying at those other fairs i don't know that's um it doesn't it doesn't seem like it you know um i think there's always success for certain galleries or success for certain artists, but as a fair, does the fair is the fair winning? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, who's making the money, right? Yeah, who's <clears throat> making the money? Um, and I, 
by I mean, the fair is probably making the money. Yep. That's <laughs> you know, what I was going to say. They're charging for the booth space or all that stuff. But I'm saying, is the fair winning in terms of like, can they, you know, turn around and say, hey, we've just sold X amount of paintings and we've supported X amount of galleries. And, you know, the majority of the people that, that uh, showed with us, you know, uh, are going home with uh, with more money than they came with. If I mean, that, to me, that's, that's how you judge success of a fair, not by how many people showed up. Well, it strikes me that these fairs end up becoming a bit of a, it's more of a social event. Totally. Than an art buying right. event. Um, it's, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's immersive, it's experiential. Right. People can come and, and you know, window shop. Or and, be seen, or be seen, and uh, and they can you know buy some wine or have some food or whatever the case. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like the galleries are now sort of deciding or being more vocal about the um, I don't know mediocre results. Yeah. Well, I think for a long time, probably. Most of these galleries just went along with it. <clears throat> I remember when when I was running uh, Cruest, um, I never did a fair ever because I just I I didn't think I was uh, you know gonna gonna come back with more money than than I had before. Um, it just didn't make sense to me financially. Um, but when I talked to other galleries, they'd always say the same or similar thing. They'd say, "Oh, we're going because we have to. We're going because you know if we're gonna play in the space." then we have to be there. And I'm like, fuck that. Says who? Yeah, says who? You know, if you want to play that game, um, which I found out that's mostly what galleries do is play a game, you know, which is probably why most artists now don't like galleries. <laughs> now, how did you find that out? I mean, obviously you have a unique um, story because you, A, you're an artist that have shown in galleries, but also you had owned a gallery and ran right. a gallery. Yeah. So... What did I mean? Those are two very different experiences, right? Right. Um, what did what, what did they teach you? I mean, there's a laundry list of things that I can talk about, but you know, the first thing I learned was that um, you know, whatever gallery you're talking to, you you really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on in the back room. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what's going on um, and where they're making their money or 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 just how much money they are making. Because, you know, a lot of these galleries, you look at them and they're, they got a swanky space and, you know, they have all kinds of stuff going on. And you're like, wow, these guys are making it. I want to show there. And then you realize a lot of it is bullshit. They're not making it. They're barely making ends meet. They can barely afford, you know, where they're at. Um, they're in a lot of debt, right? Or the other flip side is that it's some millionaire person who is like, wouldn't it be cool to have a gallery and have a bunch of people show up every month? Pet and, project. And yeah. So you have a lot of those too. And and those actually are the are the are the most confusing as an artist because you show up and there's red dots everywhere. And you're like, oh man, these people really know what they're doing. No, they don't. They just have a lot of rich friends, you know? Right. And so all their rich friends come and buy shit and then next thing you know, they're successful. And so it's kind of like, you you know, 
And that's where, you know, galleries, um, smaller galleries, newer galleries end up losing because you can't compete with people who have million dollar budgets. You can't compete with people who have celebrity friends on their database or not even their database on their phone, you know, on speed dial. Um, So for me, it was always about showing good art and showing good shit and, and what I believed in. And what I realized is a lot of these galleries, they don't believe in these artists. They they want to make the money, they want to sell the work, but they don't really believe in them, you know? And they only believe in them if they're really making the money, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like this vicious circle. Um, but aren't galleries meant to help artists develop their careers? That's one way of looking at it. Um, but there's, uh, I think it's majority of successful galleries are actually just thinking about themselves and how they can make it and how they can make you know um, a bigger play in the global market i Uh hope uh, the artists out there uh, are paying attention right now yeah they're probably not probably smoking out (laughs) getting high you know the typical artist yeah man it's so funny because like you know that's what what you're talking about that's what everyone you know assumes artists are you know by the way, I don't smoke weed. No, I don't. Never have. Yeah, I, well, more for me. But but people always just assume that I smoke well, weed. Well, they've seen your art. Yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, any reasonable person they who see looks my at bloodshot your art eyes every day would bet that you're on drugs. Yeah, yeah. I act like I'm on drugs because I don't get any fucking. Sleep. I actually think if you were on drugs, your your art would be, um, you know, much less interesting. <laughs> it would mellow you out. You know, probably. Probably. So, what is good art? I don't know. That that I that that the only thing I do know is that I don't know that. So what is? So what? I is, don't know shit about art. That's <laughs> what I learned. the The main takeaway from owning a gallery, yeah. and for for ten years, and having been a you know an artist my whole life, is that I don't know shit about art. That's what the only thing I know. Is that why you're you're happy that we've called our podcast not real art? It's 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 the best uh, explanation for for what's out there right now, or not out there. <laughs> I mean, I've had in, in situations where I put up a a, a piece in the sh- in, in a gallery show um, by another artist, and um, and I did I did so just as a favor or because I promised someone I would. And when they delivered the piece, I was like, that is a piece of shit. That art is the worst painting I have ever seen in my life. Like, that's, I'm, I'm embarrassed to hang it. Right. But I gave the guy my word that I'd hang five pieces, and he brought me five. And the four were great, but the fifth one was horrible. Mm. And then uh, I just said, you know what, fuck it. Just hang it, you know? Right. And guess what piece sold first that night, opening yeah. night? Of course. Cash. Yeah. Fucking guy came and pulled out red dot thirty five hundred dollars cash, and said, "I want that painting." Well, that's so I don't the, know shit. That's the mystery. I don't know I mean, shit. Well, you know, beauty in the eye and all that, right? Yeah. Um, has there ever been a gallery called the Red Dot Gallery? Clearly, there has been. That's probably been a hundred of them. Hundred of them. Yeah, it's a chain. Yeah, the it's a chain. Red Dot Gallery. Yeah, and the white, Red Dot Art Gallery. The Red Dot Dot Gallery probably exists everywhere. And the where and does the, the red dot come from? Like, what's the story of the red dot? India. That's what I think. Is that a racist joke? <laughs> Maybe it's more a religious joke. Um, I have no idea where that comes from. The red, the red dot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be an interesting. 
study or not. Well, the other thing is, how big should the red dot be? I've because you know when you go buy red dots, mm-hmm. they sell them like at you know art supply stores and things like that, and mm-hmm. they're pretty small. Mm-hmm. But then if you need one, need to get some red dots quickly, you go to you know Target or Office Depot, mm-hmm. and they have big red dots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, so I've been to galleries where they put the big giant red dot, and then the other galleries where they put the tiny red dot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, what does that say about the gallery? Is someone bragging that they sold a piece if it's a bigger dot? I mean, I'd, I'd like to want to use those red stars that we used to get, you know, on our right. papers in elementary school. It's like, <laughs> a, you know, red star. Yeah, I think that would be better. Then they have pins, you know? They have like red, red, right. oh, red right. dot pins. Yes, I've seen that as well. And that means, fuck you, you can't afford it. <laughs> but someone else can. Uh, well, my friend, I... Yeah. I uh, I have enough financial problems. Now you're reminding me of what I can and cannot afford. <laughs> Fuck you for that. We're out of time. Put a dot on it. Have a good one, man one. All right, you too. Late. Peace out.